0: i'm francesca pavone your host welcome to another episode of the lean muscle warriors podcast today me and you are going to talk about three incredibly easy ways to lose fat without working out and i want to do this episode uh, because uh, many of you have been asking for uh, easy ways to lose fat uh, now that, uh, you know, working out seems uh, very challenging for many people and uh, it's just so hard, it's just so hard to motivate ourselves to work out. And I see where all those people are coming from. So I wanted to put together a quick, effective, uh, practical episode uh, where we just talk about that, and uh, today has been a great day for me and uh, my partner Leah. Um, we just came back from uh, picking up our new car, and uh, it was the first time in our life that uh, we bought such a you know big in- big investment. And uh, it, it was it was great to just see it and uh, you know drive it. Also, it feels so nice uh, to drive. I love driving. I'm a fan of motorbikes. I am sure at some point in my life I will buy a Ducati Monster, but car. I always saw cars more as um, you know just just a tool, a tool from um, with which you can go from A to B, and I never had a look at you know proper. Uh, I, I was never into cars, um, so so it was just I, I always liked to drive anyway, uh, both if it was a motorbike or a car. Um, you know, but, but just motorbike are my passion for sure. But that being said, we then went to IKEA. <laughs> um, so where, where should you go and um, to make your girlfriend happy? <laughs> and uh, it was uh, so tiring. And I was just thinking, like, why are you so tired uh, Why, why you can go for, uh, you know, you can wake up at five. I can easily wake up at five every day um work out read half an hour, have a cold shower, eat something, and then crack on with work. I can even work 14 hours straight with no problem, studying, you know, going for 10,000 steps and then going for a run. And um, it's super easy for me. But when it comes to IKEA, I get so tired. And I think it's just because uh, I don't like it. And that reminds me so much about all the things that we speak here in this podcast. I mean, we, you listen, I speak so far and all our amazing guests. Um, But we say many times, uh, you know, just do something that you enjoy. Do something that uh, really add the quality to your life. Uh, Try to do most of the things that you do in your life. Uh, um, Try to focus on the action that really make you better, make you grow, that add the experiences and of course, like there are going to be moments where you have to do as well some work, you know, the classic one, the hard work, the one that nobody wants to do. Um, and as well, like, you you will have to go to IKEA sometime. And if, if you're like me and you find, uh, you know, shopping mall quite depressing, uh, I, I don't like the idea of the people gather, you know, in such big places uh, to buy, buy stuff. Um, so I find it very draining. And usually when I leave those places, I feel, you know, tired and hungry. And generally, like, I feel like I'm looking for a reward. So today, my reward is you. And because I say this because, uh, you know, having the chance to being here and do this podcast with you right now, in this moment, uh, talking about, Fat loss, training, fitness, and lifestyle, it's such a blessing for me, really. And I get emotional. So before we get too much emotional, let's dive into it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you do, make sure to pop me a message because you might be Italian. Um, I don't know if you heard it, but I'm Italian. And uh, I appreciate all the feedback from you guys. Um, I know a few people text me, saying hey Francesco you should do a course in pronunciation because the content is good but you know you can hear that 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 you're Italian and I appreciate those feedback because if you've been listening for a while you know that uh, in FP coaching in the FP coaching family we are all about growth okay we strike for the one percent for getting one percent better at something (laughs) every week Uh, but we don't strive for perfection. So I put myself in that uh, journey of growth and I really do appreciate like it's something uh, uh, mastering a language that I think it's very important. Of course, there are going to be moments where you know, you you can decide if you want to say carbonara or carbonara and uh, like i think in that moment is just a choice and i like uh, that people can recognize uh, my culture and my origins um so i will try to don't make it too italian but i don't think i will like myself to speak a proper uh, London accent, for example. It's just like, I think it's an identity shift. And I think, uh, like, if, if you've been, you know, if you ever try to learn a new language, I think you know what I mean. Because, at, like, you learn the rules, and like, on the rules, uh, there is no exception. If you make a mistake, it's a mistake. Okay, there is no way you can, you know, um, make a mistake and be fine. But when it comes to pronunciation, I'm certainly not pointing my finger at a French person coming to Italy and ask me a carbonara. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Um, so it's um, you know I, I guess I'll just leave it there and we'll uh, we'll start with the episode. But I, just so that you know, I appreciate the feedback. Keep giving me feedback. I I'm all about feedbacks. Um, that's that's the only way you can grow with. So. I hope you enjoyed this episode, let's dive into it. Okay, so three incredibly easy way to lose fat without working out. So, um, you know, I don't want to waste your time, so we're just gonna dive into it. Um, I'm, I'm gonna tell you a little bit my story um, with all the three points, with all the three ways but I, I, there, is, there are not going to be any, you know, um, long preface. It's just like, just purely content. So the first point, it's stand on your feet more. And I know that many of you will say, but Francesco, you, know, you don't understand because you, know, you are not as busy as I am. Um, in, in this way, I, I just wanted to tell you that I managed to keep in shape And since March 2020, so now it's been 13 months, I haven't been working as a personal trainer like I used to do. And my step count has decreased massively. And uh, luckily enough, as I moved to Vienna from London, I didn't cook my meal. So it was a double change. It was a massive change in lifestyle. And it really, really challenged me. So I started uh, moving way less because I was average, averaging easily 15,000 steps in London and I can barely get four if I don't think about it. So if I don't think about it, I struggle to get to three. Um, but we're going to get to that uh, in a second. So let's say that I just uh, you know, go through the day, I come from London to Vienna and I start living my life. If I just live my life and I pick up a new habit and I say, okay, now we are going to work on other things. And most of my work in Vienna is on my, is on my laptop. Yeah, I might do some videos of workouts, but most of the work I do is on my laptop. And, uh, um, you know, recording videos and podcasts and writing articles and coaching clients. Um, when I coach clients though, I walk around my flat, um, but again, If I don't think about it, my step-count is extremely lower than before. What about my eating? Before, I used to eat uh, five times a day. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, two protein shakes in between with some fruit. It was uh, quite a lot of calories, but I was working out, uh, you know, I I managed to keep my weight and I was, at the time, trying to build muscle. Um, So it it was good. But since I moved to Vienna, I think I was very grateful for having done years of calorie counting properly, of years of trying to developing a great relationship with food and with my body so that I could understand my um, hunger and satiety cues. Basically, I would understand properly when I'm hungry and when... Not not that I'm just hungry, but when I need to eat, okay? Um, and if, because I'm quite good with that, basically I was able to maintain my weight, even lose something, just a little bit of fat. Um, as I was going, as I was staying in Vienna, without losing muscle, actually my performances in push-ups and pull-ups have improved, and I really, am really happy about my body composition right now and how I feel and how I look in, like how I feel in my own body and how I look in the mirror i'm happy about both i'm comfortable with my body weight i can put my clothes you know they feel nice and i want to share with you like what has the, has been the one thing that really helped me to do that even with different lifestyle habits even with different eating habits by the way in vienna first year i could not control my cooking like my food because lia's parents were very very friendly very you know, polite and they, they didn't want us to do anything in the house. So they, you know, Leah's mom would prepare all the meals. Um, so literally I felt like a Prince of Bel-Air and <laughs> um, it felt nice. I had a lot of time to focus uh, um, on my work. On the other side, you know, you don't cook your meal. And when was the, ta- the last time that I didn't cook my meals? I don't know. I think I was 16 or something. Um, definitely, definitely after 18 years old, so from 18 to 29, um, I always had to cook my meal. Um, so it was very easy for me to kind of control my protein and fat and carbohydrates. And, and that was like, great. You know, I had my momentum, my, my set of habits. I knew basically everything without even tracking and weighing, I had a good visual, um, portioning so the one thing that really helped me was walking more. Since I picked up the habit of aiming for 10,000 steps every single day, and don't, don't get me wrong, it's bloody uncomfortable, okay? sometimes it's super easy to get to 10,000 steps and I do it in the morning, I just go for a, an hour and a half walk. When I don't work out, It's super easy. But some other days, like Monday, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, when I really want to work, it's a challenge, okay? Because I work out, so it's already an hour, an hour and a half, and then I work, then there is cooking time, and it's always like, at the end of the day, I reach like, at five o'clock, 6,000 steps, and then I have to make an effort to go for an evening walk. But let me tell you why is that so important for you and why you should really give it a shot even if it sounds boring even if it's not cool even if it's not instagram friendly um although i did a challenge in december where the challenge was just aiming for 10,000 steps okay for two weeks last two weeks of the year and i got so many messages of people who managed to stay in shape and lose actually some weight in the last two weeks of 2020 and uh, it was it was just so great um apart from the fact that it's great for your lower back it's great for your mood if you are in a place where you are next to nature it's great for your mental health because you get to spend a little bit of time in nature you know there is not not, not so much noise pollution you hear the birds you see the trees you see the greens and you just reconnect with the planet you connect with the planet actually and it, and it feels great um you are basically impacting one of the big part that uh, determine if uh, you are going to be in a calorie deficit or not now if you want to lose fat the only way to lose fat is to be consistently in a calorie deficit for a good period of time okay depending on how much fat you need to lose you might need to take um eight weeks or more Uh, but I would not uh, go for a period shorter than four weeks. You you can definitely do a cut, uh, like a a calorie deficit for four weeks, Um, but okay, don't expect uh, to lose 20 kilos, of course. Um, When when it comes to calorie deficit, uh, we are aiming to lose, uh, depending on your initial uh, level of body fat, so the more uh, the body fat at any in the initial situation, the more you can afford to lose every week. But the most of the people listening to this episode will be perfectly fine losing between 0.5 and 1 percent of their current body weight every single week. Okay, that's a perfect, that's a perfectly sustainable rhythm of fat loss. and. Uh, You know, you will not be able to do that unless uh, there is a a deficit between the calories that goes into your body through food and the calories that goes out to your body, okay? So when we say that, it can be a little bit misleading um, because, you know, when, when people say about the calories that goes out, they only think about exercise, okay? But your body needs calories for everything, okay? Just take that. Your body needs calories Uh, from food in order to stay alive Um, and you you, you don't only need the calories uh, to work out. So we want to see the calories that your body needs every day, Um, basically they are divided in three big parts. Um, The basal metabolic rate, okay, the amount of calories that your body needs in order to survive. Okay, So let's say that you wake up, I like this example, um, you wake up and you stay in bed all day, you don't move, you don't eat, you don't go to the loop, you just don't do anything, okay? Let's say that you stay as still as possible, okay, that's uh, the amount of calories that your body needs on that day, it's very, very similar to your basal metabolic rate, okay? Then you have the calories uh, from uh, movement, okay, and the calories from... Uh, Movement will be divided in physical activity, okay, the calories that you burn in a workout, and non-exercise activity. So the non-exercise activity, it's called N-E-A-T, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Yeah, there is a third part, which is the thermogenic effect on food. We're gonna go back to that, so don't worry about it. Don't worry, I got you sorted. Um, I I just want to touch quickly on the basal metabolic rate and the last one, the thermogenic effect of food, because it's going to make sense. So the basal metabolic rate is the biggest part, okay? Let's say that a, a, a man like me, 90, 92 kilos, 181, it could burn. Uh, it could need between 1,800 to 2,200 calories. Uh, but these are just uh, rough numbers, uh, so don't take them as like this is just out of experience uh, and memory. So don't don't take the, don't take me seriously here. Just take it as an example. Basal metabolic rate. Then we have the thermogenic effect of food. Okay, and what does that mean? Okay, so when you eat a banana, your body actually from the 150 calories of the banana we need to we will basically need some calories we will burning um sorry digesting the banana will not be free okay your body will have to work a little bit you know there are going to be reactions in the body that break down the banana and those things require energy okay your body you know doesn't do it automatically as a as a you know natural uh, diffusion it's going to require some work from our body to digest uh, those food and uh, depending on by the food uh, depending on the food that we eat uh, we're going to need more or less calories and that's very interesting because if you eat more protein okay protein are the macronutrients with the higher with the highest thermogenic effect Okay so basically this is super simple imagine that you eat 100 calories from candies and 100 calories from chicken okay they are going they are going to look differently in terms of weight but the 100 calories from chicken your body actually will absorb 70 75 calories why because it's going to be much harder to break down the the, the chicken uh, rather than the candies. So instead from the candies, we might absorb 90 or 95 calories because they are so easy to be digested, okay? So carbohydrates and fat usually are much easier to be digested than protein. So we can influence our thermogenic effect of food, yes, but not so much, okay? Because there are just so many, so many, there is just an amount of protein that you can eat consistently okay and even if it's uh, um, a little bit higher than what you're eating right now it will not impact as much uh, um, your tef and therefore your um you know it's 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 uh, i would say that uh, increasing your protein uh, it's going to have so many good uh, effect uh, that saying that it will just increase your thermogenic effect of food it's it's the smallest part I think the biggest part is that by eating protein, you will feel more full, okay, and satisfied. So you're much more likely to eat less at the end of the meal, okay? But let's go back to the physical activity and non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Why? Because, first of all, you cannot control the amount of calories that you burn in a workout. It's going to be very unrealistic what your smart um, watch say um it's going to be a rough calculation and uh, the reality is that uh, even if you think that you are in control you're actually not because your body gets uh, get used to everything okay so i don't think it's a positive uh, and healthy way to see this uh, to just try to burn more calories okay i, I think it's uh, working out is such a great meditation moment and like moment of reconnection and discovery and success that it's just a poor thing to reduce it to hey let's let's go and burn 200 calories it's boring it's not exciting it's it's not the point it's not why we do it Uh, certainly like from like i i had clients that were working out but with the poor system and with the poor um, uh, they were just working out to move weights not uh, to progress and as as the goal changes slightly and the system of progression changed slightly. And those people, they start uh, approaching training a little bit more seriously and they try to actually progress uh, and they have mini goals um, that keep them engaged and motivated. Um, sorry, this noise that you hear, it's me not trying to be Italian and move my hands. Uh, <laughs> So when they, those people, they start working out properly, they actually get better, like they, they they, start losing weight because they are actually burning more calories because we don't change anything else in those cases, then in that sense, I would say, okay, yes, you're burning a little bit more calories with the workout, but how long is it going to last? That person is going to get used to it. So there is much more space for intervention in terms of diet and other things rather than just working out than the the calories that you burn with the workout. The big part is the non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And the reason why is that is because imagine at the time that you are awake, um, let's say that you sleep eight hours, you have 16 hours uh, awake. Like if you are lucky, Um, You work out five days a week if you're good, and if you do consistently, chapeau, very well done from Coach Francesco. That's uh, like a very good, uh, consistent uh, um, training routine. I personally train five times a week, Um, sometimes I'm challenged to do the fifth session, okay? So um, yeah, if you do, well done, but those are five hours in the week, okay? That's very little. That's very little. Imagine about um, uh, about all the calories that you can burn if you just stand on your feet. And here, like the difference is huge, like it, between people who can who walk consist who walk consistently 10,000 steps uh, and people who instead say they walk 10,000 steps but they don't track it, so they just have a perceived amount of uh, steps. What usually that means is that sometimes they look at their health uh, um, up on uh, their phone and they say, oh, today I did 10,000 steps, because they feel unusually on the days where they are more active. Um, But when they see uh, their average, uh, the average is much lower. Why? Because if you are someone who needs to take a Sunday on the couch, OK, then your your step count, unless you are extremely active during the week, will very likely be lower than 10,000 steps. I did one day, had a look, uh, one day I had a look at my step count after a lazy Sunday. I was shocked. I was like, how can it be even possible? I thought I went to the loo. It was less than a thousand. And I felt, you know, I had to do something. But just because, you know, we are not supposed to be so sedentary, we are supposed to move much more to go and uh, um, hunt or, uh, you know, just uh, go and find berries, And um, we are uh, supposed to move stuff and carry, um, so even if you have a lazy day, my suggestion here is that you try to stand on your feet more, okay? I'm I'm not going to give you a specific number here because I don't think that uh, should be a message. uh, Walk 10,000 steps to lose fat. Although, of course, because you might be walking already 12,000 steps. Okay, so for you in that case, you know, you are standing on your feet more. Perfect. Don't take this advice. You are walking more than enough. Just keep in mind, even if you are doing 12,000 steps and you move to 14,000 steps, of course, you're going to lose fat if you keep eating the same so if you want an easy way to lose fat and you don't like working out but you certainly like to stay in nature just stand on your feet more okay it's gonna be super easy don't just try to do all in and go like for twenty thousand steps for two weeks um it's better to build it up so i would just increase a thousand steps the first week see how it goes can you do more yes no can you do it more? Yes, perfect. Do another ten, uh, another one thousand step more than the previous week. Just sit there. Do it for two weeks. Have a look at your average. Can you do? Can you? Could you do that every day? Yes. No. And then you can always uh, feel free to adjust. But then uh, um, you might be already losing weight, and then you don't need to adjust anything else. It could be as simple as that. And sometimes losing fat is super simple. And I know many people who had an amazing, like a big breakthrough, okay? They were like, Oh my God, I thought it was super difficult. Well, I thought it was difficult uh, as well to make money. Um, but there are certain self-limiting beliefs uh, that uh, we need to be honest with. We need to say, Hey, are you afraid? Like, are you afraid that you cannot do that or that it has to be difficult? One of my biggest uh, mentor in life, uh, his name is Jonathan Goodman, he was uh, host a guest on this um podcast he really believe um, in um, he really believed in that okay so so he believed in uh, how would this look if it was simple okay if it was easy and that's like um life philosophy and a life approach that I, I really like took in and I apply it every day when I'm stuck, when I'm overwhelmed, but I don't know and I'm doubtful when I'm scared, when I'm um, sad, when I'm stressed, I say, wait, wait a moment, Francesco, What what is the issue here? What What's the problem? Like how, okay, this, how would it look if it was easy? So if you think that losing fat has to be difficult and it has to be like a, you know, particular set of habits and routine and like a, like a chronological order of things, uh, yes, but that's the, the job of a coach, okay? You don't have to, like, you would not try to, to reach the, the mastery of the coach in other industry, okay? In other part of your life, when you're trying to solve a, a problem, when you're trying to make more money, you, you might just learn one skill that allow you to do that. And standing on your feet more is, uh, is a skill and it has to be practiced. So just make a plan, decide how much, uh, well, know how much you're walking and decide how much uh, you can actually increase. So the second point is uh, play the water trick. This is something I learned from Alan Aragon in, uh, I love his name. I would love to call my son the same, Alan Aragon. Same as well, the the, the surname too. Uh, um, in 2018, wow, well, three years ago, exactly three years ago, because it was around uh, February. Yeah, it was February, so a little bit more than three years ago. Um, it was the Brolando experience, uh, such a name for an ev- for a fitness event, and he was um, talking about it. And uh, it's something that I always use with my clients because there is uh, basically no downside it's a super low hanging fruit um and uh, it's basic basically free so the water trick works this way and if you're not up for cool for uncool stuff just skip forward okay but th- this is going to help you dramatically because it's gonna mess uh, with uh, your mind a little bit but um you you might when you're trying to lose fat you might feel hungry okay you might uh, struggle to be in a calorie deficit simply because you are eating a little bit too much based on how much you move okay so if this is you and you struggle with controlling your portioning and you struggle to basically deal with hunger and you don't want to feel hungry i hate to be hungry i think it sucks i think it's not a good feeling and i think it's our body telling us hey you know just stay how you how you are." It's a disruption of the homeostasis, and um, well, there's nothing wrong with the disruption of the homeostasis, with that, with which is our, you know, a biological balance. Um, it's just that uh, the feeling, the feeling is not a nice feeling. I, I disagree with every expert who say the opposite. I don't know many anyway. And uh, how does it work? Is uh, you drink a glass of water before, during, and after the meal? So. You just make it an effort. And you know what? Like, when I say this to people, most of the time I get the response like, "Mm," you know, like, I don't think it's going to be effective for me. I'm like, okay, have you tried? No, but, you know, like, and that's like when I know that the person think that he's wrong, like there is something wrong with him and that since he tried so hard, you know, this ain't going to help him. And uh I always encourage people to just give it a try, okay? Because then you'll feel that in some meals you just don't want to drink so much. But by doing a little bit of willful suffering in that sense, you actually feel uh, you're gonna eat less at the end of the meal, okay? Why? Because there is more volume in your stomach there is more stuff in your stomach there is water and water fill the stomach and people that research shows that people uh, who drink more water per meal they tend to eat less okay so it's easy just re- you know it's super easy as well to remind yourself one before the meal one glass during the meal one glass after the meal Okay. And if you feel like it works for you, just feel free to do two as you drink. Okay. Um, Don't believe all those grandma that say that you shouldn't drink whilst eating. Okay. Those are BS because in the stomach, uh, food actually sit for a while. So it's going to mix anyway, even if you drink five minutes after you finish eating. I don't know about you, but my grandma always advised me strongly against drinking water. during eating during the meal, so if uh, if uh, you had similar uh, grandmas, then don't listen to those. They they will forgive you. And uh, the last point. Uh, hmm, okay, not too not too long today. Okay, I I I was laughing the last time that we went over an hour with the meal prep mastery. If you didn't check that episode, make sure that you um, make sure that you checked it out. It's very Very important, very, very helpful, I think. And the third point, by the way, it's to reduce your stress. And they're like, ah, Francesco, I'm not stressed, okay? And uh, here, uh, like, the the amount of people I know that says that, uh, and they have an amazing stress bod, it's unbelievable high. And, you know, you might recognize that you are a that you have bad habits. You know, some people say, but Francesco, you know, I'm not stressed. I just have bad habits. Um, You know, the truth is that you might not be, you know, having bad habits just randomly, you know, just because you have, I don't know, you're smoking and, you know, you're you're just having this habit, okay? It might be that you are actually trying unconsciously to cope with stress. Okay. And the reason why is that uh, um, it's uh, because our body is very good in dealing with stress. Okay. Um, You have uh, hormones. Cortisol is one of the uh, most important uh, stress hormones and is released in the body when we get poor sleep, for example. And uh, just so that you know, there is a diet. I don't want to do an episode about stress uh, because. um we're gonna do it in the future okay we're gonna do a full episode about stress because it's such an important uh, topic uh, and uh, i know many many people will benefit from it Uh, um i know it's gonna come i wanna do it uh, in a good way i want to do it nice and detailed but so that you know if you're struggling with your weight if you keep getting sick If you struggle to focus, if everything hurts, workouts feel like a burden, um, you're not in a good mood. Well, you might be stressed a little bit. And stress comes from different different sources. Um, You might have a lot of expectations. You might have some noise uh, pollution. Uh, You might uh, have uh, inconsistent uh, uh, routines. Uh, And, you know, there's a lot of uh, consequences that comes from being stressed, which sound like bad consequences to us in our, you know, comfortable flat and culture and lifestyle. But they might be actually very helpful if you were stranded on an island. My clients love me for this example. I'm lying. I, I don't know. I think they're just finding it funny. But... um. You know, imagine if you were stranded on an island and you would struggle to lose fat. I think we can both agree that that is a good thing, because then you can last longer. Um, but what about eating? Why is that relevant for, you know, lo- like how what is the correlation? Well, you I introduce you to two hormones. They are the ghrelin. And the leptin, they are both uh, related to the, our metabolism. And uh, basically, when uh, ghrelin, like when, when you feel hungry, okay, um, it's because your ghrelin levels are rising. And uh, you know, um, when you feel uh, hungry, also your leptin drop. So your, the hormone that is responsible for, uh, the two hormones that are responsible for making you feel uh, hungry and full after a meal, they're a little bit messed up, okay? So you um, actually, that, that it doesn't matter what you have in your uh, belly, in your stomach, you will still feel hungry, okay? And you might still, you might feel more hungry than a person less stressed than you, even when you are actually getting enough calories. Okay, so it's very, very, very challenging to work with people who have a stress bond because sometimes we try to develop better awareness and better mindfulness of their food, but it's very difficult because even if they are, they, they become good in understanding those cues, like the, those signals that, they need to eat or that they are full or that they are they are hungry they might not be true okay and then they get craving, cravings they say ah oh, i cannot stop my cravings it's not their fault okay if this is you it's not your fault it's uh, um, a consequence of the fact that you're stressed and it's a good thing like it's um, an occasion an opportunity something that you can change there are many rules uh, that uh, You know, many, many strategies that many um, ways we can reduce our stress. And I think one of the one of the easiest and one of the lowest hanging fruit uh, and it's breathing. It's breathing is amazing. I mean, try this. You're in a conversation with your partner. You're arguing. And by the way, I'm using this example for a friend. I'm not talking about me. And uh, you're arguing, uh, you know, you get furious, you get hungry, <laughs> well, angry, you get uh, flashes, uh, you, you, you just, I don't know, um, in Italy we say that your hands are itchy, because uh, you just want to slap someone, um, but uh, you, 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 become, you become quite angry. You want to you wanna react, the other person is not listening, oh my god... Breathe, breathing, just calm you down. And the reason why is that is because um, during the conversation, during the argument, you get a similar response of when you're attacked by, I don't know, a lion. Imagine that, I don't know, a zoo, you're at the zoo and a lion breaks the cage and run behind you. You will not be able to breathe slowly, right? Your breathing will be... You just want to run, like your pupils will dilate, dilate, uh, um, your uh, heart rate will increase, uh, you might start sweating, uh, you will feel, uh, you know, like you need to run away um, or uh, you are petrified and you can't do anything. That's why it's called fly or fight because uh, it's your um, nervous system who is activating and... uh, it is it, preparing your body for either a fight or a long run like run away and be safe and by in 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 the argument you basically have a similar reaction okay and it's not gonna go well if you let it go that way so by actually breathing deeply you tell your body hey actually that was a false alarm okay so calm down and then you can go back to your conversation which now have become a conversation. So have a look at ways to reduce your stress. As an entrepreneur, I find it extremely challenging because we, um, you know, tend to focus on the things that matter, on the things that we want to achieve and on quality time. And sometimes like trying to reduce stress might feel like a waste of time. So I totally get you, Um, but we need to make an extreme effort uh, in order to prioritize stress, um, recovery, sleep, and stress management, okay, so just have a look that you sleep properly, you know, practice gratitude, practice breathing, practice meditation, go for walks, I'm not gonna say, you know, hug trees, I know that some people do it, and what, uh, if you want to know what has worked extremely well for me, has been planning, Planning properly the day after, it's such a relief for the mind. If you're someone like me who tend to overthink stuff overnight, you will find extremely helpful helpful to write things down. Okay, just, just go on a rant of thoughts. Write down what you need to do after on a piece of paper. Then choose three items, okay, three of the things you want to do tomorrow that will give you the best return and to plan those, okay, what time, at what time are you going to wake up, at what time are you going to have breakfast, at what time are you going to go to bed tomorrow, those things are important, because they set boundaries, and when you set boundaries, your life will become much more simple, and you will see that you will basically have much less time to work on the stuff that you need to work on, okay, but, but that's why you're going to be more productive. Okay. That's why you're going to get things done because you can decide the day before. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I will need to go to work to do this specific thing. Okay. I, I will not stay at work until, I don't know. My wife called me that I'm late because, um, you know, the dinner is ready and and I, I'm going to miss the first course. No, it's, it's not going to happen. So we're done. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, it's, uh, it was very fun for me. Um, if you are Italian and you're listening to this podcast, well, first of all, well done. Um, I, I always appreciate Italian speaking in English. Um, there are usually people who... Because in, in English, uh, it's not such a common language in Italy. I mean, you would be surprised by... Not going to Savona, but how many people will speak English? Savona is, by the way, north of Italy, close to France, close to Genoa. Beautiful place. If you're not sure, you know Liguria is always a safe place where to go. Liguria is a stripe of land of Italy, is a county on the north west of Italy. And yes, by the way, every time I think about west and east, I have to think about the map. Don't judge me for that. Um, on the seaside, so close to France, and it's it's very narrow, and there are beautiful places. It's just amazing. Cinque Terre. I'm sure you heard of that. Um, we we I did it uh, many times by walk. It's a place that I think every person in life should see. So, I'm happy to give you indication on how to reach there. Okay, how to get there. But hey, I was going to say, if you are Italian and you appreciate this podcast and you wanted to learn more about what we do, we have a free event just for you. It's on this Saturday at 1.30 to two thirty. It's a wellness workshop. It's a free event. You can just um, take part. You will basically, it's a, a workshop or, that I organized specifically for the italians in finland there is a free facebook group um because they have been, they are bloody cold it's freezing outside all of them they're struggling with motivation um, so we're just going to talk about um you know most of the things that we talk about in this podcast um but we're going to put them together in a nice presentation and uh, the workshop is about wellness okay so How to improve your relationship with food, how to be in a good shape when you're not uh, um, a professional athlete and uh, you don't have time and uh, all this sort of stuff. So if you like a free invitation, just pop me a direct message on Instagram and I'll be happy to send you one. But hey, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And again, from Francesco, ciao, ciao.